Good morning. We'd like to welcome you to church this morning. Thank you, John Brennan. John Brennan waved at me. <laughs> Let's stand and worship our God together.
in majesty. 
Thank you that you are resurrecting us through Jesus Christ. We thank you for your presence with us in worship. And we ask that you would be glorified as you speak to us and as you speak into our lives and as you continue to transform us into who you created us to be. We thank you for your grace to us and your presence with us. Be glorified in all of our worship today. And we ask this through Jesus. Amen. Let me invite you to share a word of greeting with others here in worship this morning. to invite the ushers forward as we give back to God through our tithes and offerings.
you and how desperate we are for you. We know that uh, even when our hearts are, are given to you, even when our desires are for you, we recognize how often we fall short. Not only of our desires for ourselves, but of your desires for us. Hear our prayers today, Lord, of need. Of need of you in our lives. Of, of need of you to speak into our lives. To transform us. To make us new. To forgive us. To set us free each and every day. Father, as we gather today, we recognize that, that our faith is bigger than just us. And so we pray not only for ourselves, but for others as well. We ask your comfort upon all who are grieving today. We ask your healing grace upon all who are struggling with health concerns. We pray for wisdom and, and confidence in you as we think about the future that may frighten us a bit. We pray for healing in our relationships that may not be exactly what we would like for them to be. Father, we, we thank you for the ministries of this church. This morning we're thinking primarily about college ministry. We pray thank you for those who, who work with college students and for all of students who connect with us. But we also thank you for the ministry in other churches as well. And today, we pray for the First Baptist Church in Angelica and Pastor David Ford. May your blessings and grace be upon this gathering of believers as they serve you and each other and their community. Lord, we think of the world beyond us, of our nation, and the leaders of our nation, and people who are recovering from tragedies and disasters in our nation, as well as in many, many places of the world. Father, we pray for those places where refugees are looking for a safe place to lay their head. Those places where war and violence are just everyday life, as difficult as it is for us to fathom that, bring peace. We pray, Father, for your church around the world. Thank you for the work that you are doing in Monrovia, Liberia. And particularly thank you and pray for your continued help to Fallon Shea and his technical team as he oversees all the technology needs of the Elwa Hospital and radio station. This ministry that, that reaches thousands of people. We pray, Father, that you will help him and his team to be able to fix the things that are broken and, and create things in such a way that, that they assist in the, in the radio ministry and in the hospital. And I pray that you would, you would bless what they do behind the scenes. And Father, we think of our brothers and sisters in places where their faith is severely tested. And we pray today for Pastor Andrew Brunson who has been in prison for two years in Turkey, is on trial this month. And we ask, Father, that you will bring about his release, you will protect him. We pray that you will give him your, your presence and confidence of your spirit in this very difficult circumstance. Help his family to know your presence, his church. 
the whole church in the nation of Turkey and around the world. And we pray, Father, that you will help him and others who face this kind of opposition to be so filled with your love that they exude that love even to those who mistreat them so severely. And out of that, may people who could have never dreamed who you are would come to faith in you. Lord, thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for being here with us this morning. May your blessing rest upon those who share and upon us as we hear. Be glorified in our worship. And we ask this through Christ Jesus. Amen. The scripture reading is from Isaiah 40, verses 25 through 31. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary or tired, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Is this the time to say if children may go to children's church or no? It wasn't on my script, and I should have not said that. Okay, forget that. I've been wondering about that all morning. (laughs) Nervous. Uh, This is a nervous service. That is, there's no sermon, so relax. Uh, This is a little different. It's body life today. I used to call it in in my uh, younger years body life, when we share testimonies and pray for one another. And just be very real. So today we're going to hear two testimonies from college students. This is like the, the day uh, several weeks from now when the youth, the high school students are honored. We're honoring our college and graduate school seniors and graduates this, today. So today we're go- in this service we're going to hear from two and uh, sing in between. And then at the close we're going to have a time of prayer for all graduates who are brave enough to come forward and let us pray for them. Uh, First today, we're going to hear from Naomi Canaveri. She's one of those people who come into church and leave, and maybe you don't know who she is. It's kind of the way it's been with me for four years. I've kind of watched her and said, man, I admire her. She leads worship. She looks like she's from Bolivia. In fact, she is. And she grew up in Bolivia and uh, then moved to Pennsylvania. She's an ICE major. I don't know if I can get that right. Some kind of education. What is it again? Inclusive Childhood Education major. Come on up, Naomi. 
She's worked with worship leading for GCF, and many of you know her, the students, but few of us perhaps in the congregation. She'll share, and then after Naomi and a couple songs, uh, James McLean will share. James, some of you know more from last fall. He was our intern here at at, uh, Houghton Church. Very dear friend to me, and uh, he comes from nearby Machias, New York, theology major, planning to go into ministry. He's been very active on campus, so... Uh, after the songs, James will come. Naomi, come share your testimony with us, what God means to you. Come on up here. Hello. Um, as I'm reflecting on my Houghton College journey, I look at my underclassmen years with a lot of fondness and remember the words of my Savior, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. I was young back then, um, and I saw the world with new eyes. I was eager, or at least confident, um, to take on new challenges. A confidence not of my own, but sprouting from the novelty and the love surrounding me. I was ambitious, not realizing the goals that I set up for myself would not always be attainable. As a perfectionist, I wanted to be perfect, and this time around, since my perfectionism takes uh, different forms and different seasons, it was in loving others. Maybe I dared to believe that the impossible was possible because I saw it playing out um, before my eyes. Never before in my life had I received so much love as at Houghton College. Never before so many compliments and connections So many strangers smiling, greeting, opening doors. I had been a a loving person before coming to Houghton, but by the grace of God, um, oh, by the grace of God before coming to Houghton, but I was challenged to be even more so by the example of others. Up to this point, it was a clear time of favor from God and people. And then there always comes that point when you realize the flaws in others that they don't love perfectly, that they're not sensitive enough to what others or even you need to feel loved. And you might even realize the flaws in yourself that you are not able to love people maybe in the way that they feel that they need. Homework also adds on to it. It piles up. It's a priority now, and the roots that, you, that were so new before and so exciting before are starting to rot. The luster is gone, but glimmers of it show up every now and again. The favor you once felt sometimes feels like a cloud that has all but vanished. I want to introduce you to my favorite word. It's the Greek word for joy, and Literally, it actually means an inclination or a leaning towards favor or grace. The Greek word for grace does not inherently mean something that you don't deserve. Um, If you think about it, we never even deserve any kind of favor, which is really what grace means. Um, The favor of others is not necessarily something we deserve, because if you trace it all the way back, our personalities are actually directly from God. They're formed in his image. Um, 
favor is really anything that could just bring a smile to your face, whether you deserve it or not. So if you laugh at yourself sometimes, that's actually God's grace, you know? Um, Your talents, your looks, um, everything was made for him and to him. And when I realized this, um, that really freed my soul to be able to see everything as a gift, even if it's towards God again, it was like I was receiving a gift, but I could also give it back to him and really fully realize what it means um, that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Um, And yet I think I don't always give back because I don't always feel loved. I don't always believe that God loves me. Um, and, And it was love that fueled my pouring out before So it makes sense that it, when I don't feel loved, that is how I don't pour out as well. But if I take the time to recognize that there still is favor all around me, even if the luster has worn off, it helps me to realize that he does still love me. Even if I had nothing else, um, which is not my case, I have so much, Um, just to be alive must mean that God wants to teach me and grow me somehow. Um, When you think about it, uh, God didn't make us to be exactly like him. We still, like, the whole reason why the fruit in the garden was such a big temptation was because it had the promise of knowing everything and being just like God But God didn't design humans to be just like him. He made us a little lower than him with less knowledge and less power. And he designed us so that we would be growing our whole life and learning our whole life. And so God doesn't expect perfection, but he expects us to rely on him, to grow on him. Um, And yeah, if you have nothing else in your life, maybe you can realize that. Um, Non-Christians even show uh, the glory of God. I'm going back to that idea of just of being made in his image, that there's just so much grace around of us. Um, the blatant grace of forgiveness, too, uh, that's all around. Um, and we just need to take it on. So I guess I just want to end by giving a special thanks to... Uh, underclassmen that inspire me to still have that fresh look on life, and upperclassmen that are still striving to see that there is still beauty in this life. And even the people that are older and have lost that luster but dare to believe that there still is joy, that there still is hope, there is still a reason to have faith. And that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Please stand as we sing together.
So I was, I was entirely unaware that Paul would be giving me an introduction, so I did in fact write my own. But I'm going to read it anyway. Good morning. My name is James McLean. I am a graduating senior at the college, and my degree is in theology with a pastoral ministry concentration. I was fortunate enough to spend this last semester as one of two pastoral interns here at Houghton Wesleyan Church. In fact, you might remember me as the guy who, while reading scripture, accidentally said, John the Baptist eats crud instead of curds. <sighs> yeah. Breathe that one in. <laughs> I have been incredibly blessed with this opportunity to share a rather brief version of my testimony. But before I go any further, there are three things I'd like you to know about me. Number one. I gave my life to Jesus Christ at a Christian summer camp at the age of 10. Number two, I've been going to, well, not when I'm here. I've been going to the same church since I was 15 years old. And the third one's a little bit more uh, difficult to talk about. Several weeks ago, my pastor of that church passed away. That was a very tragic moment in my life, but it made me realize one very important thing. I did not get to where I am today on my own. If you haven't figured it out, there will be some uh, shade thrown at the people I love. Paul, you will be one of them. <laughs> See, if it wasn't for the people who gave up their summer to work at that camp, I would not have met Jesus. If it wasn't for my mother taking me to the Yorkshire Free Methodist Church every Sunday for a year when I was 12, I would never have been baptized, nor would I have met the wonderful couple who would later become my pastors. If it wasn't for that wonderful couple deciding to follow God's call in their lives and leave the church they were at to go and plant a really small church down the road from my house, I would never have had a church family to live and grow with. If it wasn't for the courage and confidence of my pastor to believe in my call to ministry and even sort of push me a little bit, I would have never even made it to Houghton College. If it wasn't for the incredible professors I've been able to study under here, such as Rich Eckley, Sarah Dirk, Christina LaSalle-Peterson, Jonathan Case, Terry Page, and even J.L. Miller, is he here? Guess not. <laughs> I would not be prepared for what the Lord has called me to next. If it wasn't for the compassion and mentorship of people like Paul Shea, Mike Jordan, Wes Oden, and Steve Dunmire, I don't think I would feel adequate enough or prepared enough to accept the fact that I do, in fact, have a call to ministry, and I actually can participate in God's work in the world. I did not get here on my own. i got to be careful. I, I'm taking preaching this semester, and in my second sermon, I totally just moved off a page when the next part was on the back. So I'm making, I'm being, making carefully to check where I go. It is because of these incredible influences that I have been fortunate enough to do so many amazing things here at Houghton College. It is because of Paul Shea and Wes Oden that I was able to spend a semester here as an intern. And some of you will now forever remember that John the Baptist may or may not eat crud. He doesn't. It is because of Dr. Eckley, that I, who was willing to write me a summer job recommendation, that I was able to spend this past summer as a camp ministries pastor at a Christian summer camp down in Pennsylvania which just so happens to be where I met my amazing girlfriend. Who is watching, listening? Hi, Ellen. It is because of an email sent out by Professor Dirk that I was blessed enough to teach a truly amazing Sunday school class here at the church for the past two years. The bulk of them are over there. 
It's because of Houghton Academy that I was able to spend this past year as an RA in the Houghton Academy dorms with those same amazing guys and others who are just as amazing. It is because of the incredible... (laughs) Yes, it's still them. (laughs) I was asked before this if I would be talking about them, and it took every bit of self-control not to just spend the whole time telling stories about them. Because I have some great stories. It is because of the incredible encouragement given to me by Dr. Case that I know my time here at Houghton was well spent. It is because of the confidence and recommendations of so many of these incredible people that I now get to continue my education and ministry preparation at Asbury Theological Center. Okay, that was me. I always say to myself that if I could be half as good as even one of the various mentors and influences I've had here at Houghton College, then I'd be happy. Every time I have a conversation with Paul or Wes or Mike Jordan or, yes, even J.L. Miller, I'm throwing him under the bus because he roasts me all the time in class. Just so you know. I always would say to myself, if I could be half as good as them, I'd be happy. And I hope by the grace and power of God that I can be a pastor, no, a person that brings together the very best of all those who have helped me on this incredible journey. I have no idea what the future holds, but I know that if I make it, it will be because of the people who invested in me during my time here at Houghton. Gotta stay hydrated. My pastor passed away suddenly. It was hard. I shed a lot of tears, probably more than I've ever shed in my life. But I know that when I see him again, I will get the chance to tell him that, that I couldn't have gotten here on my own. On that day, I will tell him, thank you. But today, I get the opportunity to give another thank you. Thank you, Houghton College, for taking a chance on a young man with really bad grades and no idea what he was getting himself into. Thank you, Houghton Wesleyan Church, for giving that young man a home where he could become something so much more than he ever thought possible. And finally, thank you, Jesus, for seeing something in me that I couldn't see in myself. One more, one more time, I'm going to throw jail under the bus. In this class that I'm taking with him this semester, he defines ministry as participating in the work of God. See, if God were to do everything on his own, life would be kind of boring, right? If Jesus comes to give us a new heart and a new set of desires that make us want the same things that God wants... Would it really be a lot of fun to sit on the bench? It's like falling in love with a sport and then having to watch it for the rest of your life. No, God has chosen to work in us. And fortunately enough for me, he's chosen to work in so many incredible people. I am forever grateful for all the time that I've spent at Houghton and all that God has done for me while I'm here. I did not get to where I am today on my own. And for that, I am forever grateful. Amen. Thanks for your enthusiasm, guys. And last night at the play, you were something else as well. (laughs) But you know, uh, James actually took an extra year just so he could be around those guys a little longer. That's a wonderful thing when God gives your heart that kind of warmth. Our time is running along. We want to conclude with a time of prayer, but let me just exhort us as a church. College students aren't people we should run away from or just pass like ships in the sea on Sunday mornings. 
really need to embrace them, warmly accept them, and uh, love them. And that's the privilege Houghton Church has had for its whole existence. When I was a little kid up till fourth grade living in Houghton, I'd see these mighty college students. I'd watch them play sports, and I'd then later find them far corners of the world as missionaries, servants of God, great people coming back to teach at Houghton or coming back to uh, speak at Houghton. So these young people in our midst are just precious treasures to us, and I hope we'll embrace them. Our ministry committee, uh, college ministry committee, I I was going to name them all, but time is racing fast here. Just love the fact that our main program here is loving students and not necessarily great programs. they got so many programs at college, we can't keep up with the college, but we can love them. And so we're hoping in the fall to do a little better job of adopting them. And at our potluck lunch, which you're all invited to today, um, we're going to further up that little uh, program of trying to adopt students in our homes and our families in a regular basis. Let me just read a scripture and then ask the students who are graduating to the college graduates. We're saving the high school graduates for June. Okay. Uh, We'll come and have them... prayed over, but here's my prayer. It comes from Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. This is our prayer, that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We have a little gift, two books, one about my heart, Christ's home, and one about affirming the will of God, written by a dear mentor to me, Paul Little, from InterVarsity. So as the students who are graduating come, just come stand in front of the altar. And then we have several who are going to pray, but others of you come and lay hands. Colleagues, classmates, members of the congregation, we're going to just pray for our graduating seniors right now. Come on up as you feel. You're a graduate. a blessing for graduates written by Father Michael Graham. Let us unite our hearts in prayer and entrust to the hands of our Lord God Almighty those who will soon graduate. May God who began this good work in you carry it through to completion, enabling you to use your talents to the fullest. May God give you the grace to make wise choices and to be faithful to your commitments, always confident in the support of those who love you. May God bless you with the discomfort, add easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you will live deeply and fully. May God bless you with righteous anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you will work for justice, equality, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war so that you will reach out your hand to comfort them and help change their pain into joy. 
May your meekness and boldness, your humility and wisdom be a gift to the world, and may the Spirit of God be with you always. Amen. Dear Father God, I wanted to just pray um, as a community and as a church, Lord, for the opportunity to walk alongside these seniors, Lord, in their four years or however many years it was. Um, I want to pray specifically, Lord, for the trail that they've left, Lord, in this community, at the college and the church, and the underclassmen behind them, Lord, that um, will pick up the calling at Houghton um, to do your work, Lord. And for these seniors, Lord, I pray that uh, the road will rise to meet them, the wind will be at their backs, and the rain will fall softly upon their fields. And until we meet again, Lord, we hold them in the palm of your hand. Amen. Father, we celebrate each one of these graduates. Thank you for their lives. We thank you for uh, all who have influenced them and taught them, modeled Christ-like faith for them. Thank you for their families, for all those who have supported them. We thank you for their hearts that desire you. And most of all, we thank you for your grace upon each of them. You have blessed them and you have created them in your image with their unique personalities and gifts. And we pray, Father, that they will know that they are your beloved children. As they move on to the next stage of life, fill them with, with your Spirit's presence and power. We pray that the memories and the friendships and the connections that they have made here and all the things they have learned would be implanted deeply within them, that as they go forth, they would walk in your ways, and that would be a foundation for the rest of their lives. We know, Lord, that their lives are going to have ups and downs. They're going to be joys and sorrows. They're going to be victories and failures. In all of them, may they know that you are with them, and may they sense their, their lifelong need for you. Father, fill them with the reality of your faithfulness. In every moment. And may they walk in that faithfulness. And we pray your richest blessings upon them. Through the grace of Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand with us as we sing.
grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.